Hello, welcome to Mr. Speaker Speaks. I'm your host, the one and only Vincent T. Edwards, better known as Mr. Speaker. Welcome to the show that informs and inspires. You can learn more about me at VincentTEdwards.com. And take time to join the online community at VincentOnDemand.com. That's where you will find information that will help you pivot into your purpose with power and precision. Remember, life is all about purpose. Today's show is brought to you by the Knight Law Firm, specializing in personal injury law, criminal defense law, and family law. You can call them at 850-513-3151. Learn more at nightlawflorida.com. That's nightlawflorida.com. The Knight Law Firm, the representation you need, the service you deserve. My guest today, Sherry Torkus, a holistic pharmacist, former fitness instructor and author of The GI Made Simple, The Proven Way to Lose Weight, Boost Energy, and Cut Your Risk of Disease. She says we need to reframe our approach to exercise and eating in order to counter our shelter at home physiques. She's going to talk to us today about ways we can reverse this sedentary trend in our current slower pace lifestyle. But like always here on Mr. Speaker Speaks, Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for another day. This was truly a day that the Lord has made, and I pray that we all rejoiced and we were glad in it thus far. And we thank you for the opportunity to now come and interview another guest to share with the listening audience things that will help them help their physical well-being. And Lord, I just say thank you. Now open up the ears and the hearts and the minds of all of those who will hear today's broadcast. Let them walk away with something that they can use that will be beneficial to them and in the lives of others that they share it with. And now, Lord, I also ask that you look upon my guest and bless her in all of her endeavors. Be with Sherry. Lord, help her to enlarge her territory and her coast so that she can continue to do a good work and help others. In Jesus name. Amen inspirational passage of scripture today I will read comes from the book of Proverbs Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7 it says wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and with all thy getting get understanding and today we're gonna get an understanding of how to reverse some of the things that are happening to us in this sedentary lifestyle my guest today Sherry Torkas is a pharmacist, author, and health enthusiast with a passion for prevention. She graduated with honors from Philadelphia College of Pharmacy and Science in 1992. Since that time, she has been practicing holistic uh, pharmacy in the Niagara region of Ontario. Her philosophy of practice is to integrate conventional and complementary therapies to optimize health and prevent disease and today sherry is going to talk to us about some things we can do to improve our health sherry welcome to mr speaker speaks oh thank you so much for having me it's my pleasure oh it's truly great you know uh pharmacist fitness i'm gonna start off with this question what's your least favorite exercise um, let me think about that. My least favorite exercise. Well, I'll tell you, let's start with what I love to do. I love walking. I love hiking. I love bike riding. I enjoy Pilates and yoga, working out with weights. I guess one of the most difficult things for me would be like the standard push-up. Those are hard. Planks, they're another one. They're hard, but I do them anyways because I know they're good for my abs and my core. But um, I do like fitness, and I, I'll tell you what, Vincent, one of the reasons I enjoy exercise and fitness so much is that when I do it, I feel better. I sleep better, I have more energy during the day, and I feel better if I'm going to, say, have an indulgent meal or maybe a glass of wine here and there, and then I don't feel so bad. It's all, all balancing out, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, it looks like you're really active and, you know, you do more than most. You know, I'm, I, you know I, I don't enjoy push-ups, but I, I do them from a, a military background. I mean, we do 
We used to do push-ups and sit-ups all the time in the old standard two-mile run. So I guess my least favorite exercise would be the sit-up. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, sit-ups are, are, are tough. And I'll tell you what, though, like if you try planks, you know, they say that the planks are actually more effective in working your abs and your core, and you don't have to do as many of them. So you can hold a plank for maybe a minute and get the equivalent of, you, you know, doing, say, 10 minutes of, of sit-ups. So that's something to give a try. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I will definitely try that. I have this book and everything because my goal is I need to lose about 10 pounds that I've put on over um, a period of time. When we look at your resume, your bio here, uh, a holistic pharmacist, what's the difference between a holistic pharmacist and a regular pharmacist when you walk into places like, you know, Walgreens and CVS? Well, my, my degree is the same. I have a Bachelor of Science in Pharmacy degree. I actually went to school in Philadelphia at the Philadelphia College of Pharmacy and Science. And it's a type of practice, really, that is that gives me that holistic uh, designation. I, I practice with a holistic focus. So integrating natural therapies where appropriate in how I make my recommendations. So when patients come and talk to me about, you know, their health, whether it's, you know, how to manage blood pressure or blood sugar or their menopause symptoms or prostate issues. I try to advise them both on the conventional medical approach, the drugs and where they can be valuable and helpful, and then also things they can do from a dietary perspective, fitness, lifestyle, stress management, supplements, you know, vitamins, herbs, probiotics, things like that that may uh, complement their therapy. So it's holistic is really the type of focus that I've had for the last 25 years and you know, it's one that I would say that I find more rewarding and I get better outcomes with my patients. People feel better, do better. Um, I, I think that sometimes if we're relying just on one modality of treatment, we may not be getting uh, the results that we could get if we made, you know, a few little changes into our lifestyle and get better, better overall effects. Losing weight is something that we hear a lot about and a lot of people really want to do it and they they want to but moving from want to to actually doing it is a totally different thing in your experience in life do you find that most people want that magic pill rather than to change their lifestyle well it's always easier right if if someone said to you hey you can take this pill and lose five pounds a week, or you can exercise and give up some of your comfort foods and cut down on your portions. I mean, obviously, it would be easier if there were a magic pill, but but there isn't, unfortunately. I mean, there are supplements for sure that can help with controlling appetite and hunger and fat storage and things like that. But realistically, you're going to get better results if you incorporate those lifestyle changes. And it, it doesn't have to be drastic changes. So, you know, I tell people, if you eat healthy 80% of the time, and then maybe 20% of the time, okay, that's the occasional fast food meal or an indulgence, you're going to have some chocolates, or you're going to have a glass of wine, or you're going to have some pizza, or whatever it may be. But if most of your diet is focused on, and and I'm an advocate for choosing low glycemic foods, so foods that break down into sugar more slowly, we can talk about that later on, what that's all about. But if you can focus... 80% of your meals are healthy, 20% are those little indulgent times, build more activity into your day, and I actually have some some great exercises I can share with your listeners about things you can do even if you're confined to your desk in your office with lots of online Zoom meetings, things you can do to just boost that exercise, you know, five minutes here, five minutes there, the end of the day it all adds up and it it will make a, a big difference in how you feel and how you look even. So is it really as simple as, you know, um, lowering your caloric intake and burning more calories? Is it just that simple? Well, it's not simple because I would say there there are factors that can work against you. For example, if you have thyroid issues or if you have insulin resistance, uh, hormonal changes can sometimes work against you. But for most people, if they make small dietary changes and up their exercise, that's not, it's not going to lead to dramatic weight loss. But if you can lose maybe a couple pounds a month at, you know, at the end of the year, that can translate into maybe 10 or 20 pounds. So, you know, I always tell people, don't get too fixated on the scale. 
because the scale doesn't always give you an accurate picture of what's happening. It, it just measures your, your body mass. It doesn't tell you if you're, say, gaining more muscle and losing some body fat, which is what we want to be doing. We want to build lean muscle, lose body fat. And so when we're looking at some of those dietary changes, not all foods are treated equally in your body. So if you're having you know, a piece of white bread or a bowl of pasta or a pastry or something sweet, um, and it's, say, 200 calories versus eating 200 calories of a big salad with lots of greens and, and nuts and maybe some sliced avocado and cheese, how those two foods are handled in your body is very different. And what happens when we eat foods that break down really quick into sugar, such as the bowl of pasta, the baked goods, things that have a lot of refined flour, those are high glycemic foods. And what that means is they break down into sugar really quickly. You feel good for maybe 20 minutes because your blood sugar is high, but then your body releases insulin to bring that sugar into your cells to be used for energy. And when insulin takes that sugar out of your system, your blood sugar will drop down low, and then you feel tired and sluggish. So what you want to try and do instead is choose foods that break down slowly in your system so that you're not just getting those peaks, those highs throughout the day. You're getting slow and stable blood sugar. So if you choose high fiber, whole grains, lots of vegetables, nuts, seeds, lean protein, mix those meals so that you're getting a balance of your proteins, carbs, and fat, those meals will keep you feeling sustained longer. You'll have more energy. You won't have the ups and downs in your blood sugar. You'll feel more stable. And that will also help your body in terms of boosting your metabolism so your metabolism is working more efficiently. That sounds real good, but that means you got to cut out some of the good stuff. <laughs> I mean, I love the pasta. Well, once in a while, like a little <laughs> bit here and there. So here's a, here's an example. If you like pasta, um, which, you know, pasta is a, a great comforting food, don't have the white pasta. Have a multigrain pasta. And, and now today there's so many healthy pastas that have, say, four different grains in them or quinoa pasta. You can even buy lentil pasta, chickpea pasta. So read your labels carefully and look for a pasta that has a lot of fiber in it and um, watch your sauces, of course, like tomato-based sauces are always great, especially if they're low in sugar. Try to watch for, you know, some of the ones that have a lot of, you know, unhealthy fats, a lot of butter and things like that. Maybe have those more sparingly. And what I found out over a period of time is that, you know, life is all about lifestyle. And when we look at where we are the past year with the pandemic, have you noticed any bad habits that have changed into a bad lifestyle that has uh, caused weight gain? Well, I, I do think that because, because of the pandemic and in different areas of the country, people have had to, um, you know, shelter in, at home. We're not supposed to be out socializing and mingling. A lot of gyms have been closed in different places. So people, it's a combination of being cooped up indoors more. So you're closer to the refrigerator. You're making more frequent trips to the refrigerator. And, and yes, probably indeed. Using yeah, because it's stressful, and I get it. When, when people are stressed and worried, they tend to gravitate towards foods that make them feel better. And sometimes those feel-better foods are not the best choices, right? So we've got the combination of we're eating more, more comfort foods, maybe having more alcohol as well, and those calories add up quickly. And then we're not going to the gym or we're not exercising. We're, you know, in the past, you know, people get together and go for, you know, workouts together or do different activities, play sports together. And because we haven't been doing that as much, I think it's that, you know, double whammy effect that has, you know, contributed to this problem and then if you add into the fact if we look at stress and when we're stressed we're not sleeping and both stress and lack of sleep they can also lead to weight gain so you can understand why you know you're not the only one Vincent that's gained some pounds during the pandemic it's been tough it's been hard on a lot of folks true and you know and I have a scale right there in the bathroom so I typically get on it but you said the scale doesn't really reveal or tell all so what's better than the scale when it comes to keeping our, our weight, our body mass index, and all of that in check? 
Well, you, you know, if you have access to um, some of the testing where you can look at your percentage of body fat, that's actually more important than the body mass, your total mass. And that's why I say to people, don't worry about the scale so much. Go by how you look and feel, um, how your clothes fit. Like we all know if we've gained weight around the midsection, the pants get tighter around the waist. Yes, and, indeed. Um, and likewise, <laughs> when it's looser, we like that when you have to put the belt on or tighten it another notch. But you know, if you go by how you look and feel, that's, I think, a better gauge than getting on the scale all the time. Um, because keeping in mind that if you are exercising and doing weights and working out, you know, working those muscles out, you may start to gain uh, muscle mass and muscle weighs more than fat. So the, you know, you may be changing your body composition in the right direction, but the scale is not going to reflect that. So, you know, I, I wouldn't get too caught up with that. I would just really go by how you look in the mirror, how your clothes fit, and how you feel. Okay. So we're all at home mostly now, um, staring at a computer, all types of online platforms, Zoom meetings, go to meeting, go to training, teams, all of these things out there. And we're there for eight hours. How do we exercise? How can we exercise sitting down in a chair? And by the end of the day, your, your brain is just gone. I don't even feel like going outside to go for a walk. What can we do during the day? Well, you know, you, you can do exercises. It's funny, right? If you're stuck at your desk and, you know, you have a lot of meetings, you want to try and do little things to help get some circulation going, the blood moving. So if you are sitting in a chair that is fixed, so not a swivel chair, um, you can actually step back a couple of feet. You can put your palms at the edge of your desk and you can do some um, push-ups right against your desk. So those are desk push-ups. Now, if, if you don't have a video camera and you can take a break and go down to the floor, go to a wall, that's great too. Um, but you can also do dips if you have armrests. And again, if your chair is fixed, so you don't want to do that with a swivel chair because you could hurt yourself. But you can put your hands at the edge of your armrests on your chair and go down and up doing dips. You can do squats. If you stand, like right now, I'm standing as we're talking because I like to move and I like to not just sit because I find sitting hurts my lower back. So I try to get up and move around as much as possible. So if you stand behind your desk and you can just bend at the knees and do a squat down towards your chair, but you want to stop just before you hit the chair and then go up. So those are like your, your basic squats. And you can do those if you're watching TV in the evening as well. Um, they're excellent, great to strengthen the glutes and the, and the, the um, quads. Um, I also love lunges. Lunges are great exercise to work the muscles in the lower body. And another thing you can do if you're behind your desk, um, lift your heels up off the floor and do calf raises. They're really good to help improve circulation in those lower, the lower extremities because when you sit for a long period of time, you can get pooling of blood in the extremities, and that can contribute to things like varicose veins and leg swelling. So if you lift your heels up, pump those calves, that's a good workout. Um, again, you can do that right, right at your desk. But what I tell people is if you have 10, 15 minutes, get away from that desk, get away from your screen, give your eyes a break, your neck a break, and go up and down the stairs, do some jumping jacks, some stride jumps. A run on the spot, do something to pump that heart, get the get the blood flowing, and um, get you know start burning more calories as well. Wow! So you can do all of that right in front of the computer screen. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's surprising. There's lots you can do right um, from home, and and you know I've always you know, I've been a fitness instructor for many many years. And, you know, in talking to people, because I am passionate about exercise, people would say, oh, well, I don't have, you know, the time or the money to go to a gym. And I would say, you know, it's surprising, but you can really do an effective workout using your own body weight as resistance. There's so many things that you can do right in the comfort of your own home. You can use household objects um, to, to assist you. Um, you can, um, you know, do modified push-ups and squats and lunges and sit-ups and planks. Like we were talking earlier, planks. My goodness, try doing a plank for a minute. It sounds it sounds like, oh, a minute's no problem, but planks are really hard, really They intense. are hard. This, yes, they, they are. They are hard. <laughs> One of my friends challenged me. He's like, how long do you, do you do a plank for? And I'm like, I don't know, I think a couple of minutes. And he's like, set your timer next time. And I was like, oh, my goodness, two, a two-minute plank was just like I was shaking. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're so intense. But you can do modified planks too. But 
those are just some of the things that you can do. Um, but as much as possible, getting outside, going for a walk, getting that fresh air, letting your body make some vitamin D, that could be very helpful. Wow. You're listening to Mr. Speaker Speaks, and I'm Vincent T. Edwards, Mr. Speaker. And my guest today is Sherry Torkus, and we're talking about how do we improve our health in this sedentary lifestyle that we have because we're sitting at home now doing a lot more on the computer. What's the uh, your favorite thing that you like about being a fitness instructor? Well, I am a former fitness instructor, so I actually don't act, teach classes right now. But one of the things that I did love when I was teaching class is the motivation um, factor. Both my participants would motivate me and being able to motivate them. And it also kept me accountable. I mean, when, when you're at working from home, which I do a lot of times, it, it's hard to say, okay, I'm going to spend that half an hour and I'm going to go downstairs. I have a little bit of a workout area in my basement um, and, and there's always excuses, right, things that can happen. So I, I try to um, build it into my schedule and, and make it happen every day because I find if I don't, there's always so many other things that can happen in a day. But yet if I go and spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes doing a workout, again, sometimes using no equipment at all, just my own body weight, I always feel so much better. Yes, and I will, I will let people know that, you know, a lot of military training, basic training, we had no weights. It was all body weight and running. And I will tell you, you're over after about eight, nine weeks, there was a true transformation with just your body weight. So it does work. What's the... Yeah, oh, it does for sure. You wanted to say something else? No, I was oh. just going to say it, it, it is surprising. Like people think, you know, what can you possibly do with just your own body weight? But it's amazing what you can do with just using your own, your own weight. Yes, indeed hear a lot of things about probiotics. We hear that word a lot. But what's the difference between a prebiotic and a probiotic, and how can they help you? Yeah, so the probiotics, I think a lot of people would be familiar with them because probiotics are everywhere in, in a lot of foods. They're in your yogurt, in if you drink kefir or kombucha uh, or kimchi, anything that has that fermentation process, fermented foods, they all contain beneficial bacteria, a certain level of them. And, and we know that probiotics have been in, in the news a lot. There have been so many studies that have come out in the last 10, 20 years showing that probiotics can help with supporting digestive health. They can also be beneficial for the immune health. They can help fight things like bad breath, even help lower cholesterol. And it turns out probiotics can also help with weight management. Um, there's, there's been some evidence to show that they can help to reduce um, the number and amount of calories you absorb from food, and they can also help to um, stabilize and work on some of the hormones that are involved with, with fat storage. Um, and then I guess one other thing, one other interesting area where probiotics can help is they can help control inflammation. And inflammation is um, something that's associated with, with a lot of chronic diseases, and it's also a driver for obesity. So that's probiotics in terms of how they can help with weight management. Now, prebiotics, people may not be familiar with them, but prebiotics, they're the dietary fibers that feed and nourish the probiotic bacteria. And you can get these in foods. Prebiotics are naturally present in certain foods, things like asparagus and, and uh, green onions and dandelion greens, um, bananas, garlic, uh, artichokes. Uh, they also contain prebiotics. Oats, uh, I think I mentioned garlic, onions as well. These prebiotics, they can um, support, again, the probiotics. And then they also can help with weight management because these fibers, these prebiotic fibers can help improve your feeling of fullness, something that we call satiety. And um, there's been some innovations when it comes to prebiotics and probiotics in that um, you can now find them combined together, uh, and we call this symbiotic. Um, so you can look for a pro plus symbiotic. So that's a combination of the prebiotic and the probiotic, and it's a great way to... Um, get a supplement that can help to support your weight management because 
as I mentioned, the probiotics, they can help stabilize your, your hormones that are involved in, in um, your uh, metabolism and your appetite. They can help to control inflammation. Um, they help to reduce the amount of calories you get from food. They can help to fight belly fat, which <laughs> belly fat's a big concern, right? And we were talking earlier. That's what, you know, a lot of us notice as we get older. It's yes, belly indeed. fat that, that we're concerned about. That belly fat. <laughs> <laughs> that belly fat. It's, it's a tough one. It's stubborn. So, yeah, the probiotics can help in that regard. The prebiotics can help by making you feel more full Prebiotics can also help support your digestive system. So if you look for this Pro Plus Symbiotic, then you can get the benefits of both the pre and the probiotics all together in one. And, and there's actually a chewable, uh, it's a chewable tablet, so it's, it's easy to fit into your lifestyle. And, and it comes in these little pouches. I have one here on my desk. Um, I started taking it myself. Uh, about maybe a month and a half, two months ago, and I really did notice a huge difference in terms of appetite control. I felt less hungry, um, digestive benefits for sure. So, yeah, that's something you can look for in, in health food stores. It's Pro Plus Symbiotic, and again, you're getting the prebiotics, the probiotics, and it's in a little packet, and you don't have to refrigerate it. So that's a, a really good um, option to look for. When my listening audience goes to your website, Sherry Torcus. Dot com. That's S-H-E-R-R-Y-T-O-R-K-O-S.com. What can they expect to find to help them change their sedentary lifestyle? Well, I have lots of um, good um, articles. I have a blog page. So if you go to my blog page, I actually have um, some highlights of the topic that we're discussing today, which is, you know, shaking off this sedentary lifestyle so you can find a summary of what we're discussing today. Um, I also have articles on immune system health, women's health, men's health issues. You can find links to my books. Uh, there's lots of great information um, on my website. And I'll give you another website that your listeners can check out as well. Um, if they're interested in learning more about pre and probiotics and what we were talking about, if you go to probiotics.com, this is a really good website that has lots of information on everything to do with pre and probiotics, um, studies, health benefits, um, frequently asked questions. I serve as an advisor on that website, so I get people that you know write in and ask me questions. You know, when's the best time to take my probiotic, or can I mix it with, you know, this other supplement or this medication? So if you have questions, you want to learn more about. Um, pre and probiotics. If you go to probiotics.com, uh, that's a lot. Of, there's a lot of great information there as well. Talk to us briefly about your book, The GI Made Simple. What is that all about? Yeah, so the GI in this case stands for the glycemic index. And the glycemic index is something that, you know, has been gaining in popularity over the last 20 years or so as there's been quite a bit of research um, indicating that not all foods are treated equal in our body. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, if you're having sitting down and having, say, a bowl of white pasta versus a salad, your body is going to break down and react to those foods very differently. If you're eating the pasta, it processes in your body. Like pasta is a refined starchy carbohydrate. It processes in your body really quickly into sugar. Your blood sugar levels rise. Insulin rises your body stores more fat, and then you feel hungry again in another half an hour. Well, usually you feel bloated first, right? If you eat a big bowl of pasta, you're like, oh, bloated, uncomfortable. Yes, and indeed. Then, you know, <laughs> not feeling so good. Versus if you sit down and you have a salad with maybe some grilled chicken or some salmon, some nuts and seeds, some vegetables, usually you feel pretty good afterwards. And if you have good protein on that salad, it's going to keep you energized longer. And the difference is that the salad with the proteins and the healthy fats like the avocado and the nuts and the seeds, that will break down into your body, into your, that will break down in your system more slowly. And so it has a low glycemic response. And, and that ties into what my book is about, the glycemic index made simple. And so throughout my book, I talk about how the food choices we make affect our body's ability to burn fat or store fat, our appetite, our energy levels, and I give some examples on how you can plan and make healthy meals 
um, just paying attention to some, you know, simple um, concepts with respect to uh, the glycemic index. So what about sleep? How does that affect your lifestyle, your health, your weight, your focus? What does sleep have to do with it? Yeah, you know, it's funny. You would think, you know, sleep is, you know, we're just, we're laying there. We're not doing anything. You know, how does that affect my body weight? Well, it turns out that if we are not getting enough sleep at night, it can actually cause some changes in our body that can contribute to weight gain. And what we're talking about when we say you know, not getting enough sleep, we're talking about people that are getting less than six hours of sleep. And there have been many studies that have, have looked at this. If you are getting less than six hours of sleep at night, it can affect hormones in your body that affect your metabolism, that affect um, body fat storage, um, that affect how your body, um, your, your appetite. There are certain hormones called leptin and ghrelin that get uh, disrupted, and that can make you feel more hungry. You burn less calories. And also when we're sleep-deprived, we all know that we don't make the best choices, right? When we're tired, we often look for quick sugar fixes like the sweets and things like that to give us a little burst of energy. And, and there's been actually many, many studies looking at this. And in one um, review, they looked at, I think it's 8,000 people, and they found that those people who slept five hours per night, they were 73% more likely to become obese than those people getting seven to nine hours of sleep. That's huge. That, that so is huge. Huge. Yeah, we're not talking about a small difference here. We're talking about 73% more likely to have problems with your weight, to, you know, become obese if you're getting uh, five hours or less of sleep at night. So what my advice is, and aside from obesity, we know that lack of sleep is linked to heart disease and cancer and depression and, uh, and it can also suppress your immune system. So now more than ever, we really need to try to find ways to have good quality sleep, choosing relaxing things to do in the evening. Um, I, I encourage people to stretch, especially if you've had a long day where you're in front of the computer. Um, it feels so good to just say, take 10 minutes and do some deep breathing exercises, stretch your neck, your back. Um, my son and I, we lay down on the, on the floor. We have a carpeted floor in the basement and we stretch from top to bottom and like he's now doing online learning. So he finds the same thing. His head and neck hurts at the end of the day in front of the screen. For me, it's more my lower back. So, you know, the stretches, they really do help to promote relaxation. Um, I always, you know, say too, that it's important to stay away from your electronics so not checking your phone, the iPad, or watching things on TV that are disturbing. Maybe it's just even the news, what's going on in the world. If you do want to watch TV, find something that's light and positive and not you know, disturbing or distressing because those types of things can affect our, even us subconsciously and affect your ability to relax and be able to have a good night's sleep. Sherry, I just want to let you know you are really informing us today, and I'm being inspired to move around just a little bit more. Being a former fitness instructor, from your past experience, what do you think keeps most people from exercising? Because a lot of people wait until their health issues and then they try to move more. But what keeps most people from being proactive about exercising? Well, I think there's a few factors. I think for people that have gained weight and they feel overweight, Sometimes they're embarrassed to um, go to a gym or they don't know where to start. They, you know, when you gain a lot of weight, if you're carrying a lot of weight, um, the simplest task becomes more exertion. And so you may feel like, oh, I, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. And it's overwhelming sometimes if you're, you're thinking, oh, my goodness, I need to start this big exercise program. And so you know, I always tell people that any movement and activity is better than none. You know, you don't have to become um, like, a, you know, a super fitness guru and spend an hour a day working out either at home or in the gym to get the benefits of exercise. Um, so like just really 20 minutes every day or 20 minutes a couple days a week, that's actually a good starting point. So if you're not currently exercising, you don't know where to begin, start with a, if you can do even a 10-minute walk and then increase it to maybe 15, 20 minutes. 
a brisk walk is a really good way to increase your heart rate, your blood flow, and we feel better when we're outside, we're connecting to nature, we're maybe, if the sun is shining, we're getting some vitamin D, and you just feel better when you're outside and, and exercising. So that's a great starting point. If you can do some exercises in the comfort of your home, maybe it's starting with some basic squats and lunges, maybe push-ups against the wall. Um, there's so many apps right now that you can get for free or, le- or very minimal cost. So if you're looking for some tips and you want some motivation and some guidance, I'd say check out some of the, um, the apps that are available. You, know, you can look at reviews and read them and you know, find out you know, what are some good, good apps that might help you in terms of uh, giving you ideas and inspiration. But I would say, you know, from my experience as a fitness instructor, I think what stops a lot of people from exercising is not knowing where to begin and also feeling that it's it's going to be painful, <laughs> you know, worried about being, you know, if you're unfit, if you feel you're just out of shape, it's intimidating to think about, oh, my goodness, I'm going to start doing this and I'm going to be sore. So starting slow and going easy is a good way to, to begin. And um you know, if you have uh, the ability to join a fitness club, great. But if not, don't don't be discouraged. There's lots of things you can do at home. Being a pharmacist, an author, spokesperson, you do a lot. Who I do. Has... <laughs> <laughs> you, you you do a lot, and you know who has been the most influential or has given you the most inspiration in your life to get you to where you are now and why? Oh, my goodness. So many people. Uh, I've been so fortunate to work with uh, great colleagues in the pharmacy profession and even in the natural products profession, people that I've met from uh, like other pharmacists that I've met early in my career who were branching into natural medicine and who inspired me. Um, Jim Lavelle, he's a pharmacist and a clinical nutritionist, and he's written books and is, you know, into fitness as well. And, you know, he's an inspirational figure. Um, I've met um, medical doctors going to health conferences that were also like-minded and were taking that direction in their practices, and, and that's inspired me as well. But, you know, I've also drawn inspiration just from working with everyday folks in the pharmacy who have come to me maybe for advice and guidance and I've been able to help and make a difference in their health and I find that inspiring as well. So I think, you know, I, I draw inspiration from so many different areas of my my world and I would say my, my son too inspires me every single day um, with his curious mind and, you know, from the time he was little, he was just had this thirst and this hunger for knowledge and the questions he asks and the way he looks at the world and life. And and I find that inspiring as well, very much. What's the one thing you wish you would have known um, when you first started out on this journey of being a holistic pharmacist? Now, you know, you're looking back, what's the one thing you wish you would have known Mm -hmm. earlier? Gosh, that's a hard one. I'm trying to think about what's the one thing I would have wish I would have known before. Ah, uh, hmm. I'll have to think about that one. I don't know <laughs> offhand. I, I can't think of. Uh, I mean, gosh, there's so many things that you learn as you go on. I think, you know, I have learned to become more confident and to trust my gut instinct. And I wish. I would say that one thing I wish I knew when I first started practicing even way back when, 25 years ago, was the importance of trusting your instincts, not dismissing your gut instincts. And that's something that I have passed on to patients as well when they've, you know, come to me and said, you know, doctor says I've got this, this, and this, but I don't know, that doesn't make sense. And and in my own life too, and with my health and my family's health, the the importance of of not being dismissed if you if you're told something and it doesn't resonate doesn't make sense to you you know looking for a deeper truth getting a second opinion trusting that gut instinct I, I would say that's something that I've learned um, 
I think we all have those gut instincts, but sometimes we turn away from them or ignore them or dismiss them because we think, oh, no, it can't be this, it can't be that, or, no, I should just trust what this person is telling me or, you know, the doctor knows best. And not always, right? They they can make mistakes too or miss things as well. So trusting your gut instincts is, is really important. Excellent. I like that. Go with the gut. <laughs> go, go with the gut. Go, exactly. Go with the gut. What's your take on supplements? I know you've talked about probiotics and prebiotics. Are there any other supplements that you could give us some insight on that would be beneficial? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can tell you what I take in terms of supplements um, and what, you know, some things that I would recommend, especially now during, you know, these pandemic times where people are worried about you know, exposure to viruses and immune system health. So I, I take vitamin D every day, even though I do go outside and I, I eat a healthy diet, it's hard to get the optimal amount of vitamin D. So I think that's an important one to consider. Vitamin C, again, we get vitamin C through diet. If you're eating berries and, and peppers and citrus and some greens, orange juice, stuff like that, you get some vitamin C, but maybe not enough. And if you're stressed, certain things can deplete vitamin C in your body. And given that it's so important for the health of your immune system, that's an important one to consider. Um, I take my, my probiotic. Now, I used to take just a straight probiotic called um, Chiodophilus. Now I take this Pro Plus Symbiotic because then I, I'm getting the benefits of the pre and the probiotic. And so I love that because it's helping with my gut health. It helps with the immune system. And then I think it's also helping control my appetite and keep, keep um, my weight um, where I want it to be. <laughs> so that's a good one to consider. I take omega-3 fatty acids, and I think fish oil omega-3s are really important to consider. Unless you're eating a lot of fish in your diet, um, we get our omega-3s not just from fish. That's probably one of the best sources um, or highest amounts of the omega-3s, but they're so important for brain health, for heart health, even for skin um, I do believe in them, and I believe there's good evidence for omega-3s for fish oil, so I take that as well. And then there's certain things I take for extra immune support. I take a, a type of echinacea called echinophorce, and I take an elderberry. It's called black elderberry. That's another one that I take um, pretty regularly. And um, let me see, what else? And good, you know, for women and maybe men too in my age group in their 50s that are concerned about their skin and collagen, um, wanting to do what they can to stay youthful, I take a collagen supplement as well. And I think that is good, not just for your skin, but it's also beneficial for joint health. Because sometimes, you know, when we get to be in our 50s and above, we notice that you might have some aches and pains in your joints. Yes, uh, indeed. <laughs> the old knees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you were a former military guy, so you probably done lots of running and hardcore work and yes. stuff. Or if you were an athlete and the jumping and the running and the things like that, the wear and tear on the joints, um, a good collagen um, supplement can, can be helpful in that regard. So those are just a couple of things. But, you know, I, I think when it comes to taking supplements, it's always a good idea to get uh, some advice, talk to somebody who's knowledgeable, whether it's your pharmacist or a naturopath, just to make sure what you're taking, um, you know, doesn't interact with medications. I mean, by and large, a lot of things are safe to take with most medications like vitamin C and D, generally very safe. The pro plus symbiotic, the pre and probiotic I mentioned, very safe. And in fact, if you've taken, say, an antibiotic, that can wipe out your good bacteria in your gut. And that's an, a reason why you might want to really consider taking a good probiotic because you want to replace that good bacteria. Um, so you, but you do have to watch when you're combining certain things. There can be positive reactions and sometimes negative reactions. Mm. Okay. Interesting. You know, a lot of people like coffee and they like their, their morning Joe morning cup of coffee and they go to their favorite spot. I happen to like tea, hot tea. Is there anything you can share with us about any benefits, especially like with green tea or any other type of teas? Oh, tea is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, thousands of, of studies and thousands of years of, of using tea. I mean, it's probably, I think, one of the most uh, next to water, or maybe it is the number one beverage that's consumed worldwide. Uh, green tea in particular uh, and white tea, all the same family, has a lot of good science behind it. Um, the antioxidants in green tea uh, provide uh, the 
a lot of benefits for heart health. I know there's been lots of research showing that people that consume higher amounts of tea have certain lower have a lower risk of certain types of cancers even. Um, green tea is also used to help with metabolism. Uh, you can drink it, but you can also take it in tablet form, supplement form. Green tea can help uh, give that metabolism a little crank up um, so you can burn more calories. And yeah, there's tons of research on green tea, and uh, it's something that I would say, you know, if you can add a healthy beverage to your lifestyle, it would be green tea. All right, so I'm doing something right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have I have probably like eight different kinds of green tea in my cupboard. I have green tea with uh, um ginseng i have green tea with ginger that's a great combination that's a good one for digestion too so green tea with ginger is really good for digestion also peppermint green tea that's another combination i like um i sip actually i have blueberry green tea on my desk right now that's what i'm sipping on during our chat (laughs) (laughs) well i have to run out and get some more i ran out of uh, green tea so i'm gonna have to go out and get some more tonight it's a great source of antioxidants and um, probably, again, one of the healthiest beverages you could have. Being an inspirational, motivational speaker, you know, I, I, I uh, read quite a bit. I have poems that I've memorized and have a lot of different quotes. And one quote that comes to mind is the first wealth is health. What's your favorite quote, Sherry? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I, that, that's definitely a great, a great one. And it's it's so true. Um, I mean, Hippocrates, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. I think that's a good one. I mean, there's so many, um, but it's certainly, you know, something that was said thousands of years ago and is still true, right? Most definitely. We can, use, we can use food as medicine to heal our bodies. Most definitely. And especially if we're eating the right things and, you know, the body was made um, to benefit from the right things. And I kind of rem- uh, like this phrase, garbage in, garbage out. And I mean, it, <laughs> right. and you put a lot of garbage in, you're going to, you're going to wear out. You're not going to be able to move around. Right. And, and you are what you eat. I remember, you know, hearing that when I was a kid, you are what you eat. And yeah. And so if you're eating healthy, you're going to be healthy. If you're eating junk, you're going to feel like junk and, you know, it's going to affect your health in a lot of bad ways. So what's next on the horizon for Sherry? Well, um, let's see what's next in my career. I, you know, I, I'm working on a few different projects. I I work as an advisor in the natural products industry. And um, I've had some discussions with some colleagues about potentially uh, working on a book on maybe on digestive health, which is something that is near and dear to my heart. I have um, celiac disease, which was diagnosed way back in the 80s before many people even knew what gluten was. So that is something that, you know, is possibly in the works in my future. Uh, but really, my priority right now is is taking care of my son. We're, you know, in a state of emergency where I live in Ontario and Canada. And so it's, you know, we're staying at home where my son's learning online, and I'm also working with him and teaching him. So that's my priority, uh, taking care of his needs and education and, and helping him through this journey. And, and I hope that life will get back to normal uh, very soon uh, because this past year has been really tough on, on people. It's been tough on, there's been so many loss of lives and a lot of people suffering. And it's been, you know, it's hard to imagine what we've even gone through in the last year, right? Oh, yes. It's been, it's been a change. And, you know, and we often say get back to normal but will we go back to exactly the way we were before? You know, I, I think there are going to be some changes. Uh, I don't think yeah, we'll go think, exactly. The, things won't be exactly like they were. No, you're right. I, I don't think so either. Um, somebody asked me that today. When do you think we're going to be back to normal? And I don't think we'll ever be completely to the way we were before. I, I don't think this virus is leaving anytime soon. I think we just... Hopefully, once enough people have immunity and vaccinations are, you know, widely used, that's going to, you know, slow down the propagation of all these variants. And, you know, it's just, it's been, it's been tough for, for people and across the world. I mean, this has just been such a, such a uh, tough year. So hopefully there's brighter days ahead. And, you know, I, 
I uh, always tell people we have to look on the bright side and we have to be thankful for our, you know, what we have and um, make the most out of these times and just do the best we can every day. Most definitely. And that's what, you know, just have to keep focused and think positive. With all that we've talked yes. about today um, and that you've shared, what would you consider to be your number one takeaway? If they didn't hear anything else, what would you want the listening audience to walk away with today from all that we've discussed? Well, I want people to feel inspired that, you know, while the the last year has been really tough, um, there's some easy ways that they can find better health, you know, by just adding some little bits of activity to their day, making a few smart dietary choices, adding that prebiotic to the probiotic, and getting more sleep at night. Your body is going to thank you. You're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy if you aim for at least, you know, seven, eight hours of sleep at night. It's going to help you as well with that weight management effort. So those are, I guess, some of the top line messages I'd want people to come away with today. And my final question that I have for you today, Sherry, before I let you let the listening audience know where they can find out all about you and get your books and everything. Here's my final question for you. What matters most to Sherry? Mm, my little boy, Phoenix. <laughs> my what matters most to me is is my son. He has just brought me so much happiness, and he, yeah, everybody that meets him, he is just one of those bright souls. He's happy. He's um, thoughtful. He's kind, and uh, he makes me the most happy. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Well, share all of your contact information and how they can find you on the Internet, Facebook, Twitter, all the social media. Go ahead and give out all of your information so they can contact you. Sure. You can you can check out my my blog, my articles at SherryTorkus.com. And that's S-H-E-R-R-Y-T-O-R-K-O-S, SherryTorkus.com. I, I don't answer individual um, medical questions on that website. It's more for just ed- educational purposes. But if you do have questions specifically on probiotics, prebiotics, you want to learn more, if you go to probiotics.com, there's an Ask the Expert section. And I, along with a panel of other experts, are available to answer your questions. So you can check that out, probiotics.com. And I do have a Facebook page, and it's at Holistic. All right. Well, Sherry, it has truly been a pleasure talking with you this past almost one hour with you sharing very helpful information um, with my listening audience, informing us and inspiring us. Um, I pray that everything goes well for you with all of your new endeavors. And anytime you want to come back to Mr. Speaker Speaks, just let me know. I would love to have you oh thank you so much i enjoyed our our interview as well and it was a pleasure to uh speak with you and and to share um this conversation all right well everybody this show has come to a close today you've been listening to mr speaker speaks the show that informs and inspires remember visit me at vincenttedwards.com and join the online community at vincentondemand.com so that you can pivot into your purpose with power and precision. I always say life is all about purpose. Do you know yours? Remember, in all that you do, be magnificent. Until next time, be good, be blessed, but most of all, be a blessing to someone. <laughs>